your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, Robbie Young's in with me. He's the owner of the Cooley Bicycle Company over there on my Main Street in Onalaska. We're going to talk electricity today. How how good are you at uh, rewiring a house, Robbie? Pretty good. Or should we do some other types of electricity? No, no. Let's have people call in with their home electrical projects. <laughs> yeah, right. 608-785-7914 if you've got a home electrical project or maybe uh, an e-bike situation that you want to know about because we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, has some interesting bicycle stories. I don't know if we're going to get to the grim one, Robbie. I don't know if we'll get to that one, but, uh, some local bicycle stuff. And, um, and then I think Mark Newman, a city council member is going to call in at some point and talk to us about electrification of maybe county vehicles, city vehicles, or all the vehicles. We'll see. Mark's, he, he was pretty vague on his information, but, uh, this comes, you know, a day after I've had the MTU manager on uh, talking a little bit about uh, the city getting two electric buses uh, in just just recently. And then coming up next year, the city is going to get two hybrid buses. So I think the I think he said I have it wrote down. I have a lot of notes from there. Um, I want to say that they have. No, no, too many notes, but they're going to have four of those. So, and then they they have a bunch of ten new diesel buses. That was the other thing. So I was, and I was like, man, could we trade in the diesel buses for some at least for some hybrids or right. or something? Because I think the diesel buses are fairly new uh, in the past few years as well. Yeah. So, um, do the do the buses? They must. I want. Do they get all the way up to your? They do. They do. Okay. I, I, I've never ridden the bus. That's part of Adam Lorenz, MT managers. You know, part of his job is to get people like me that, hey, we want to get you that doesn't normally ride the bus. So I think maybe the just getting people to know, you know, how how easy, if it is easy to, to hop on a bus, get somewhere and then hop back on another bus and get back to where you want to be. Um, but you don't have that problem. You, you obviously you, you rode your, your bike down right. or up. I guess I don't know which way you're coming from. Imagine up, down. Up to Alaska, back down to La Crosse. Um, and. I, I zipped into your store earlier today. I test drove all the... No, I didn't test drive all the... But I test drove the uh, what I would call the grandma e-bike, the one where you, you would put a basket on it and put your little poof dog maybe yeah. on, in front of the basket. I, I test drove that. And then the, the flip side of that, the I guess maybe the the road e-bike, or yeah. is it a gravel... Was it called a gravel bike, or is that more of a road bike, that blue one? You could do either. It's got tire clearance for larger tires for gravel, but it is basically an electric road bike and um yeah that one was a little harder to use but also was i think that that was kind of the point is there's different engines in these babies right, right if, you, yeah. if you want to call them engines a lot, um, of, a lot of assist or a little assist so we can get into that if you have questions 608-785-7914 if you want to know you know about e-bikes or uh what what the city of lacrosse is doing in terms of bicycling in the area just let us know uh, there's there's one big project at least there's one big project going on by the Y. Um, we and I don't know if it was you. No, I w- it was the fire chief. We were talking about the the not roundabouts, the traffic, the traffic circles, circles yeah. on King Street and how annoying those are for the fire department. And you know, way back I talked to the mayor about those too because it's annoying for me to drive my car around those. And the mayor's like, "Yeah, Rick, we don't want you driving down that road." 
but also really annoying for fire trucks do- driving down King Street. But there's more to the King Street project. Um, is there other projects in Lacrosse that are going on, or that you would like to see, uh, or not that you would like to see? Because I can imagine you have a yeah. bunch of those, but that are coming up maybe down the up. not too far down the road uh, in terms of bicycling. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a few that are on the docket for the rest of this year nothing jumps out into my mind there's probably some paint projects and uh there's some stuff going on on the north side right around like avon street north the north section of avon i believe there's a little bit of greenwayification happening okay (laughs) is that a new word we got greenwayification yeah we're just we're stretching here but uh, the King and West project is probably the the largest and most visible piece that people are going to see and notice this year. It's also one of the the biggest missing links in that project. Okay, and we could talk about. Yeah. We'll get into details uh, about what that exactly is. The other, the other, just so, and I'm going to forget this thing. It's called some kind of racetrack uh, that, that was going to happen right down here. Uh, the cir- cycle track. Cycle track. I was going to yep. say circle track. A, a cycle track. Essentially, a mini road for bicycles, a two-lane road adjacent to the road, right? Or maybe just off um, that. So if you if you notice when you got down here, maybe you didn't get down far I, enough. But I didn't get to second. The lacrosse center is all tore up. That road is closed right now. Could we be doing that while with while the road is closed? I asked, and apparently it's not part of that project. Yeah. So. But it would be nice. Hey, you guys are closing the road. Why not actually just you know? Yeah, I don't know where re- the rebuild it a little different. Would would the cycle? Do you have? Do you, are there any plans? Like, here's the plan, or is it just an idea at this point? Because would the cycle track go on that side of the road or it, this side of the road? Or it's pretty well planned. It's probably not set into colored concrete yet, but. It would be the plan would be to have it on the west side of the road on the on the lacrosse center side. Yep. Um, Where okay, because when you when you go to the lacrosse center, there's that little inlet to park for 15 minutes. Yeah. So maybe it goes right I, around I there. Might be changing. I'm not 100. Right. I but it's also it's much longer than what's currently dug up, and you wouldn't want to go in and like build this beautiful little piece of infrastructure, but it's a block and a half long. Right. That doesn't so make sense. <laughs> but we got to start somewhere. Let's yeah. start at a block and a half and, and go from there. And then the other one that I want to talk about locally, just in terms of bicycles was the, the, uh, the fact that, well, now it's four years ago, we redid the I-90, um, Dresbeck on Alaska area bridge. And for two years I had to do a UE up in Dakota I think Dakota to turn around and come back if I wanted to go home. Um, and, and we didn't, we just kind of forgot. We, we forgot a couple of things in terms of bicycles there. And we forgot a couple of things in terms of like, Hey, we should put an exit so people can go uh, this way. We just didn't do that. So a hundred and I think it was $189 million project that we just, we just skipped two things that, that seemed like a big deal. But um, before we get into any of that and whatever else we're going to get into, uh, maybe um, world war two tanks, versus SUVs of today and who would win that battle. That's one of the other things on the docket. Uh, Brad's got to do the news, so we'll be back after this. On news you need to start your day, this is Wisdom News. WYCM is News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. There are a lot of options out there for where you can go to buy your flooring, like maybe some of the bigger box stores. When quality matters, floor crafters. A lifetime guarantee. 
all we do is flooring. We have a lot of knowledge when it comes to flooring since that's what we specialize in. We can take you through the whole process. One thing that I'm personally really proud of is that we get our quotes out to you within a few days. When we come in to do a project, our installers can do everything for you. We can move the furniture, take the old flooring out, dispose of it, install the new flooring, clean up the place. We are here to provide you with the best service. Yeah, we help with all the small details that you may not think of when you're starting your project. You get to focus on the fun things like the colors and the patterns and the different looks. When quality matters, floor crafters, a lifetime guarantee. I'm Daryl. My family and I own Floor Crafters, and we'd love to be your flooring guys. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just talking about parking in downtown Lacrosse with Robbie Young. He's the owner of Cooley Bicycle Company and downtown on alaska down alaska doesn't really have a downtown robbie i don't i don't feel like there's, it's a strip there's no skyscrapers nothing no no, no. there's no parking ramps but there's, is wednesday night the night they have music down there did you bicycle by some i don't know maybe you didn't come from on alaska but they don't it's tuesday night is Tues, it tuesday, tuesday night? nights in dash park okay live music and and thursday night down here at riverside uh, because I was saying, you know, the last time you were on, we were kind of talking about society and and how uh, the the way we've almost been trained to think we need roads and then we need parking spots on the roads. And lacrosse has way too many parking spots. And when even when Moon Tunes is happening down here, and I pull in at four thirty uh, to do the show right before Moon Tunes is going to start, I never have a problem finding a parking spot, and I never park in the ramps. So there's clearly there's a there's a situation here where we could get rid of a lot of the on street parking and lacrosse, send everybody to the ramps, um, and then do what you will with the with the with whatever you know because we have these parklets I think they're called, which to me are are kind of scary at this point because you're sitting in a stool and your back is like oh if you put your arm out you'd hit a rear view mirror so yeah. <laughs> to me that's a little but like the the whole idea of how society thinks about parking. And yeah, space utilization. Um, with that, like, would you would you just do away with all on street parking then, and and just kind of, or just like side streets, or how would even you'd rethink a, a city like the downtown Lacrosse area? We have so much uh, off street parking that we could get rid of most of it, and maybe reserve just a little bit for uh, handicap access and super quick high turnaround trips, like. Maybe ten minute parking, maybe metered ten minute. Three parking. minute parking. Yeah, you have like, to get real. You have to get your sandwich really fast. This is to go. Yeah. You place your online order. Like you get to stop at the door because there's nobody parked there for hours. You know, you stop, you grab, you're out of the way. The next person comes in. Yeah. Uh, versus like soaking up all of the what should be high turnover parking with people who are out to eat for two three hours. Yeah, because there's plenty. the The flip side of this is, Robbie, when I come to work and I'm here for four, five, six, seven, eight hours, I don't want to pay to go on the ramps. I don't want to do that. So, but then, uh, then my alternative is to figure it out. Like maybe park, <laughs> maybe park somewhere else, or or ride my bicycle. Yeah. But that's harder to do in December. But that cost is smaller the longer you're here, right? Like you don't want to walk eight blocks for a five minute stop, but you might walk eight blocks. If you don't have to go back for six, seven hours. Right. 
and I would walk eight blocks to save two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I would. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm a cheap. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say cheap it, but I'm guy. not a cheap person. Um, all right. So earlier today, I ju- I ran into your store. I jumped on a couple of e-bikes. One is is what would you call that? The first one I rode is more of a comfort comfort rider. So you're yep. sitting upright, and um, you don't want to be on that thing for fifty miles. It seems like it could be though. It'd be really comfortable for fifty you, miles. You could be, and some people do. Uh, the riding position, the riding style is not for everybody, but. For a lot of people, that is exactly the experience they're looking for, and electrifying that bike keeps them out there longer or going further. And now we're finding people replace car trips with it too, so they're running their two- and three-mile trips to the grocery store or to drop the kids off at daycare. They can do that on bike instead of dragging their car around town, trying to find a place to park. It does hinder your ability to buy that extra gallon of milk though when you're on your bicycle because now you're 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 probably fixing it on your handlebar <laughs> and you're a little off balance eight and a half extra pounds because but. when i buy groceries and i it doesn't matter how many bags i have it's one trip to the house so i don't know how many bags am i gonna get uh it's one trip back to my house with all these groceries on my bicycle on your bike yeah <laughs> front front and rear rack uh most of those are rated 20 30 pounds yeah so and that's then that that bike the the upright bike is perfect for for doing that. Yeah, a, a slow, comfortable cruise, but you're not working too hard. And I will say, so um, what was her name that helped me? Nikki. Nikki was in there, and and she showed me how to use the bike. So essentially, there's three gears for the electric bike uh, to assist you in pedaling. Right? Yeah, is that is that how you levels of assist? A level, and and then uh, so I took it down the trail, and I just you know I pedaled as hard as I could, and it. then. And then I also put it on the easiest, or the what would you call it, the the easiest pedal assist or the hardest pedal assist? Like the I put it in the the hard the, the the most pedal assist. Yeah, I got the most pedal assist out of it, and you know I just I was cruising, and it had a little bell on it, so I was dinging the bell every time I passed someone. And uh, I will say there it was in, until I got back, and then there there's the hill that comes up the trail to get back into mm-hmm. downtown on Alaska. That's where I really could figure, be like, oh, this is really nice, actually. <laughs> Because is that is that the biggest plus to having an e-bike is those hills or or do you think it's just somebody what do you think for a lot of people it is the hills for me it's the distance um, or the towing capacity hauling capacity whatever mm-hmm. um, and for some people it's just not having to work too hard or not the difference between sweating and not sweating or arriving like uncomfortably warm yeah okay yeah that makes sense if, if um, what are you towing? Like your basketball hoop with the wheels on it behind that? <laughs> uh, I I hooked up a trailer and I pulled our cardboard to the dump, about 300 pounds of rubber, all the way out to the landfill in okay. Alaska. And we hauled a tool chest from Harbor Freight up to the bike shop. It's really oh. only about a mile and a half. It was 300 pounds on the dot. Just took it slow. Yeah. Didn't work too hard. Yeah, did Just, it. So that's, and, that, and then um, Nikki? I just, yep. I, terrible yep, with yep, unless no, i that's nikki. nikki said that uh she tested it out she drove from your shop to uh just the like right right around here in in lacrosse and she put it on the the most assist and the battery only went down 10 10 so d- can you can you gauge how long a battery is going to last or is it really dependent on you it, know the terrain there's a little bit of variance but generally i've been averaging about 40 miles to a charge uh you can 
take the phone app and tell the bike, like, I want to go two hours, get me home with 15% battery, and it will manage. Oh, okay. And it will get you home. That's interesting. Um, if you put it on three, so the most assist, level three, and, and so the, the, the e-motor is working as hard as it can to help you pedal. Yep. And then you pedaled as hard as you can. Is the motor working the same as if you, you paddled the easy, you know, if you didn't pedal as hard as you can, is or is it because it's on three, it's working at a three level or is it depend on how you pedal? <laughs> does that make sense? It, it does. Um, on level three, on one of them that you tried, it's going to feed you back the full power of the motor, uh, which is pretty significant up to 28 miles an hour. Okay. Before it stops helping, uh, at, at level three, at you working your hardest, that motor is probably putting out 250 to 300 watts, um, and you're probably doing 150 to 250. But understanding and measuring power is not really something that a lot of cyclists do. Right. They just know, like, I am working this hard, and the bike is going this fast. Yeah, for sure. And it's the power is delivered super smoothly, but, like, you can feel that, you are going faster than you're working. Yeah. Or things are just easier than how hard you're working. Yeah, definitely. It was <laughs> it was a little tough to tell because the stretch was all flat. So I was yeah. like, I am really good at bicycling, <laughs> but I, I'm not because obviously I had that thing going. But if I'm just pedaling easy and the and the e-motor is going at level three, is the e-motor working the same amount if it, I'm not pedaling hard? It's, it's working relative to how much you're working. Oh, okay. So if you're working a a soft bit and it's on level three we'll say it's working a medium hard and you can very like comfortably go in that 17 18 mile an hour range yeah. and not even raise your heart rate yeah for sure um and then uh obviously you have a, how many how many e-bikes do you think you have in there all right now we're probably only sitting on six or seven okay and um you have road bikes and you have the the cruisers is a, and then there was like a tweener right like kind of a i don't know if it's called a hybrid or not but yeah there's a hybrid model um usually not as popular but we have it cuz it's a lighter offering some okay. people don't need the big juice and they don't need the big battery they want it to feel a little more like a, a regular bike yeah and it seemed like more of a mountain bike in my when i'm growing up it was the cool thing my older brother had a 10 speed and then, you know, this is like in the 80s, and that was the thing to have. And then when I got old old enough to have a bike, it was cool to have a mountain bike. Yeah. So I don't know if they call it that anymore, but in my head, that's what I call it. But that's what that bike looked like. It was more of a mountain bike. It's got that shape. Yeah. You know, flat handlebars, slightly knobby tires, but it's not as big as, like, what you would use for mountain biking. And, and then you had the road bike, and when I, when I test drove that, it was – I had to work a little bit harder. So there must be – so there's a bigger motor in the cruiser bike. Yes. Why why would that be? Because I feel like if I'm on the road bike I'm 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 going to want more help, but maybe <laughs> because more maybe I'm on a road bike cuz I'm better shaped, I don't need them as much help. You, yeah. Uh the road bike you might be after like just a little bit of help or maybe a little boost up a hill. Yeah. Uh the cruiser bike you're more about enjoying the ride than you are about like Getting moving yourself or, yeah. places under your own power like it's uh shifting how we think about a bike from like a recreational or exercise tool to um 
way to go places, transportation, sightseeing, uh, touring, whatever you want to call it, or whatever you're after. Can I get to the point where I just don't even have to pedal? Oh, wait, that's called a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle or, or a Class 2 e-bike. They do have little throttles. Oh, really? Um, yep. Do they make noise? No, probably not. Well, they, they're electric. They make a whir. Uh, they're probably heavier, though, huh? A not, bit. not much more than ours. It's it's not a model that we carry. Yeah. Um, just because at that point you really are like out of a bike. Yeah. But they certainly have their place for a lot of people. And, and they're I, very and popular. I, and I'll say the the two that I I jumped on. I mean, if you really studied it, you'd be like, okay, the the frame is a little bigger here where the motor would be the the electric motor. But other than that, like I don't think anyone. Nobody's going to point to you and go, aha, fatty on an e-bike, he can't even pedal. So I was waiting for that. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, you couldn't even tell, and it wasn't, it wasn't all that much heavier. I don't even – I mean, I guess if I grabbed this bike out here that, that I have and, and, and compared the two, well, yours is over there. I could do that right during the break. But uh, they're, not, uh, they're not that much heavier. No, and they don't ride like they're heavier. Uh, the, we'll say the fuller power ones, those weigh in close to 50 pounds, but they do ride like a normal bike. The lighter – weight ones like the road bike you tried or the other hybrids those are closer to 38 pounds which really isn't much heavier than like a department store bike Mm -hmm. or a a chunky steel bike from a few years ago now do you encourage people to to come test drive those things because i feel like you'd be running out running out of juice (laughs) after a while like come on man there's there's a line out the door for these things but yeah do you you want people to come test drive them yeah yeah. and we give a lot of people their very first test ride on an e-bike and like encourage them you know put the bike through its paces see what it's like because even if they're not interested in one now or they have no plans to ever be uh, it's important for people to understand like what these bikes are and what they are not Mm -hmm. and Really, they're just a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I, I seriously considering uh, see what my options are. It was it was really fun to to use, and then um, also out of shape guy at this point. A lot of hills from my house. I definitely would be better apt to jump on my e bike and bike from past Hoka into downtown Lacrosse. A, if I had to pay for parking, <laughs> and B, because the thing is going to assist me up these hills that are that are pretty rough. I did bike the other day. Because last time you were in here, I was pretty nervous about biking down Highway 16. Mm-hmm. Actually, quite a bit of room. Uh, I'm not as nervous. Still a little nervous. But there's a quite a bit of room for me to be from the white line to the to the gravel. There's there's It's it's not as scary as I thought it would be. It's a big shoulder. A little dirty. Sometimes there's a turtle. But yeah. uh, there's, there's still whizzing vehicles, you know, feet away. And yeah. that scares off a lot of people. All right. That's Robbie Young. He's the owner of Cooley Bicycle Company. He's also on the... the what do we call it? The Ped Bike Committee? Bike Ped uh, Advisory Committee. Bike Ped Advisory Committee here in the City of Lacrosse. All right, we got to take a break. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Ever Robbie Young on for three different, maybe at, at least three different times. I've never thought Robbie to play Queen during the show. Unbelievable. It's a drastic oversight on my part. Um, City Council Member Mark Newman joining us now on the phone. Mark's got to talk about what's going down tomorrow at 10 a.m. And it's kind of right in tune with what we're talking about here. We were talking about uh, my recent experience uh, earlier today riding some e-bikes. Mark, go ahead. Yeah, I think you got a theme going on here. You said that you had uh, Adam Lawrence on yesterday and Robbie's on today. And I just uh, wanted to let you know that there's going to be a presser tomorrow. It's a live uh, Facebook Live. 
Um, and we're going to have several people. I think Adam Lerns is going to be there. So is Monica Cruz and I, myself on a panel with some other folks to talk about to talk about the importance of electrifying our vehicles. So uh, Robbie has the small vehicles, and when we're talking about public transportation, we want to electrify our buses and uh, school buses, you know, making a first step forward. Uh, I know our president was down at our MTU center, and um, we have hopes and dreams of having an infrastructure uh, legislation coming through our uh, federal government. But these are the kinds of things we have to move forward with to um, deal with climate change that we all face more and more every day. Yeah, one of the one of the things and we didn't even get to it yet, Mark, uh, one of the things that's being proposed by the Senate right now is is the e-bike act where uh, you're, you're essentially going to get a, what a Robbie, a tax rebate for, yeah. for a certain amount for buying an e-bike. Right. Yeah. The the basis of that legislation is about a 30 percent rebate on the purchase price uh, for an e-bike. Mark, what do you, you think? Know, I think I think those are that's a good idea because one of the problems that we humans have is uh, you know change fear fear you know we have a fear to make a change to try something new and so those kinds of encouragements um, you can only help. Be- besides just the idea of electrifying, um, you know, <laughs> electrifying our transportation, Mark, what is there is there a starting point there? Would it start with county and city governments going to this stuff like buses and maybe even you know their trucks and whatnot? Or do we take it to, you know, people that are driving to work every day? Well, I think uh, the, the importance at this point is um, with this uh, presser tomorrow is to offer more information to the general population, you know, all of our neighbors, but also to let our um, legislative officials all know that this is all important to us because, um, you know, to make these uh, big uh, infrastructure changes, uh, it's important to let folks know that there's support for that. All right, Mark. Uh, thanks for the call. You bet. All right. That's Mark Newman, city council member. Um, yeah. The, one of the biggest things, Robbie, too, with when you talk about besides, you know, getting beyond bicycles a little bit is uh, if you want to charge your car, <laughs> it's, it's not that easy. You have to figure out where to do that because you can't just go to quick trip. Yeah. And, you know, people probably had that same thought with the advent of the gasoline powered vehicle, right? Nobody bought one and said, oh, my gosh, where are you going to get petrol? <laughs> we figured it out, right? Yeah, eventually you, 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 yeah, you start to, I don't know, like at this pace, we, it seems like we are slowly changing, but maybe we need to speed that up a little bit uh, just based on, on everything that's going on. As, you know, every time it rains now in La Crosse, it seems like the some of the city is flooded, so... Um, some of the, uh, now getting back to, we, we started the show talking about some of the city projects that are going on in terms of, of making it uh, a little bit easier on bicyclists. And when, when I say that too, it's not making it harder on car cyclists, is it? Is it, it's not making it harder on drivers of, of vehicles, right? Cars and trucks and not necessarily. Um, and actually cycling and ped infrastructure results in a safer street for everybody. So defining that space where people can utilize their chosen mode of transportation and feel safe about it is super important. So you get, you get cyclists traveling uh, in, say, a separated bike lane. Well, now they're not in the car lane. Or you get somebody to take their bike to work, that's one less car waiting at a stoplight. It's another car out of your way. If you force everybody to have to drive, 
you got to deal with everybody being in a car all the time. Right. And it's really hard to, uh, it's, it's really hard to text in bicycle though. So that's why I like driving because it's easier to text and drive. Yeah. (laughs) The wind Uh, wind doesn't blow your phone out of your hand. Although I guess I have, I bought this and it was like $3 at a store. It was just like in the clearance bin, the thing that you get goes right on your handlebars where you could put your phone on there. And I don't know if the thing that I bought for $3 is going to keep my $700 phone on that thing. But um, you probably could easily text and drive while bicycling with the thing on your handlebars. I haven't tried it. Oh. And you probably don't want to promote that. No. Um, talk to text, though, uh, while bicycling. I don't know how that works with the wind. How, have you tried talk to texting it in works, bicycling? It works about as good as the Google Assistant does any other time. <laughs> Google! <laughs> Turn on text message. Um, all right. So the, the one of the projects going on right now is is at King Street and West Avenue. And if anyone's driving by there, we'll see this. There's construction signs. And King Street's my most hated street because there's two traffic, at least two traffic circles. There might be more down the, across West Avenue. Um, but that's kind of the point. And so I don't drive. I still do drive down King Street, Robbie. But, um, but yeah, can you kind of... Speed. Can you kind of explain uh, what's, what's what's going, going on, on there? Because yeah. those signs have been up for a while. Uh, so King Street is what Lacrosse's second neighborhood greenway, and it's designed to connect east east west traffic through the city, uh, cycling and pedestrian traffic, not totally disallowing car traffic, but making it so that this is not primarily a place for cars. It is a shared street with uh, space for everyone. You know, there aren't bike lanes and there aren't car lanes on King street. There's just a slow, cautious, uh, control of traffic through there. So if we back up to your earlier, we'll, we'll say the fire chief's comment about being able to drive, what do they say that thing weighs 61,000 pounds? The the know. fire chief, I yeah. mean, he's bigger, but I don't think he weighs that much. No, I, honestly, I don't know. The, like, but, but like a giant fire truck a down giant that fire road. Truck. If a giant fire truck can speed down your street, there is literally nothing stopping everybody who's smaller from speeding down your street. Yep. Uh, if you can get people to slow down to a, a reasonable rate, they can mix together a lot safer. So that was the idea behind King Street. There was a, a beautiful wrench in the project, though, and that's crossing the mini highway that is West Avenue. Uh, it was kind of a problem that was put on the back burner until we could figure out, like, what's going to work. And that solution is finally going in at that intersection. And shortly, uh, there will be a project to extend that greenway from about 6th Avenue down to 2nd. Okay. Well, and when you say extend that greenway, what do you can you explain that? Right now, uh, the the terminus of that greenway is either sixth or seventh, uh, because the idea was like once you get to about that point, you're in the downtown, mm-hmm. and everything that you need to get to is probably within reach, and like the whole downtown should be Friend- safe and accessible, friendlier right? to to pedestrians friendlier. and bicyclers. Yes. I don't think it is. I think it's less friendly, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so now we're coming in filling in that little gap. Uh, but the, the idea at King and West is to provide uh, a safer, staged way for east-west peds and bikes to get across West Avenue. Is it as simple as you hit that button and the, the pedestrian lights flash, yep. or is there more to it? It will be that simple, but also having defined spaces where people on foot 
and people on bike can cross the intersection. Uh, and that refuge island in the middle makes it so that you only have to cross halfway if that's all the more you can do. Sure. Okay. So there'll be a the the pedestrian button, and then a little uh, cemented island, and then two separate areas: one for pedestrians, one for bicyclists right. at West Avenue and King Street. And then, what are we doing? Are we going to do anything from what'd you say, Sixth Street? Six. And, yeah. And back down to Second. What are we going to do there? It would probably just be paint on the ground. I would I would expect that it'll be probably some one bump out and maybe a traffic island. But that planning process is going on right now. So I think there's been at least one public input meeting. There will probably be a couple more. What if we just designated one? Like, let's say, let's just use King Street and, and, and made it accessible to the fire department somehow because obviously people live on that road anymore. We're not going to change the fact that people want to park in front of King Street. So I don't know how this would work. But could we designate King Street all the way from... From the river to the bluff, so all the way to, to you know, what, Granddad's Bluff area. 30th and, Street. And just designate that. This is where bicyclists and pedestrians go to the other side of town. Um, and then, I, 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 but, so so all the bikes and, and people walking could get the, could use that. And then somehow you you allowed some people that live there to go park, but I don't know how you would how you would regulate that. Is that a pipe? Is that a stupid idea, or is that a concept that, like, you know what? In a in a in a perfect world, that would be you'd have designated streets like that. Yeah, um, we call them slow streets, and the idea is that they are neighborhood streets. They're not highways. They're not what we'd call arterial roads that funnel people to the bigger streets. Uh, so that is a a goal that. Every street where people live is one that they can move around comfortably in. So You're, every street in La Crosse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not something that you drive into and you drive out of, right? Like you live there, you walk around, you walk your dog, you might have your kid ride their bike to school. Because um, putting up and, traffic circles deters people from driving on that street. Like Mayor Tim Cabot a couple of years ago told me, he's like, yeah, Rick, we don't want you driving down that street. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But then the fire department's like, well, we're having an awful hard time driving down that street. Another another uh, neighborhood committee wants to put temporary uh, road uh, speed bumps yeah. into the street, which means drilling giant holes into the cement, which means you're going to start deteriorating the road at that point. But also, like, speed bumps, which are just kind of annoying. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's better solutions Only to that. Only if you're going too fast. And, and the... Well, even 25 miles an hour, mm-hmm. which is the speed limit, is too fast for those things. So uh, just figure it out. Like, let's designate some roads to just, you know, people that live there and that traffic. But I, and, and then allow it to be fire department friendly without stupid traffic circles that cost a million dollars. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's all fire department friendly. (laughs) You think those traffic circles, though, that's got to hinder. If there's a fire, you know, they got to go around the block, essentially. But if there's a fire right in that area, it seems. But the traffic island's on fire? I mean, they're they're low. They're mountable. You could drive through there. You think you could drive a fire truck over the traffic circle? Is that what you're saying? straight over. No, but but just one side. And and we can, can certainly agree that we could design them differently. They can be... It's called a mountable median, you know. So if a fire truck has to hang a wheel up on it, it's it's made to handle that. I think there's a remote that they hit, and it <laughs> and goes back it into flatten? it no, goes no, back no. into the ground, right? Like, and then we could do that right at the beginning of both 
both sides of King Street. Therefore, nobody can get on King Street unless they have the remote. Like outside the the United Nations or something, big bollards that come yeah, out of the ground? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, those aren't like pretty, but so put flowers on top of them or something. Um, Tom's calling in. We'll see. Tom usually has a math question for us, but we'll see what he's got. Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, uh, King Street. I used to live a half a block off King on uh, West Avenue. But um, um, one block to the north of King Street is the main thoroughfare. One block to the south of King Street is the main thoroughfare, Cass Street and Main Street. It only makes sense to make that a bicycling place. I went to the church at 8th and King Street for a number of years until I moved to across the street from another Methodist church where I live now. Okay. I don't have to ride bicycle anymore. Perfect. But you can walk safely. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, thanks for the call, Tom. Um, hey, we were talking about e-bikes, and I, I, I kind of failed in... Like, how new are e-bikes? Not, not that not that new anymore. Um, Specialized has had theirs out for maybe ten years. Um, a really refined product in we'll say the last five or six. Okay, because I, and then I could go. I, I was at the Iola car show, the old car show, a couple weeks ago. I mean, I can find a, a a moped with pedals on it. So there's the flip side where it's it's a motorcycle, but you pedal it right. To kind of get it going, um, but you could pedal it the whole time. And so that concept of micro mobility has been around for what fifty years. Well, even before that, because we were probably riding bicycles before we were, we were driving yeah. cars, right? And that was the only, thing. but not electric and not electrically. Um, but with that, do you do you have a, a good gauge as to if you if someone bought an e bike from you at the Cooley Bicycle Company? If somebody bought one, how? Long would that battery last? Do you think? Any idea? Oh, like the lifespan of that battery? Yeah, we are not quite into what that means yet. They are lithium-ion batteries, and we know that like, like your phone doesn't hold the same amount of charge. Um, but I think you're looking at at least a ten to fifteen-year lifespan. Um, it'll be it won't be junk. It just might not be as big as it used to be and brands are already working out uh recycling programs as, so that when we get to that point where like batteries are dying and need to be recycled there's a plan in place and yeah same thing for car manufacturers yeah the idea this stuff is moving so fast too because we're, we're getting these these cars and bikes and and i and then it seems like every year the batteries get better and and then the you know there's there is a problem with how we're getting the batteries right like where we're getting the right. lithium there's always kind of problems there that w- that we really need to work out as a, a a race a human race I think not a race to get the lithium but um, which is what I think we're doing but um is there also is there warranties on those things now I'm just doing like, like <laughs> questions about somebody that would be interested I'm in, I'm buying one of those but yeah yeah um, major brands will have warranty and support so like. Ours have, I think, a two- or a three-year warranty on that motor, on that battery. And oh. you, have, you have our support. You have major brand support, both for troubleshooting and fixing. And as opposed to going to a big box store to buy one of these things, um, 
what what is Robbie doing? You know, personally, like, hey, oh yeah, you were in here, you bought this bike last year. Do you do tune up stuff like that for free, or do you like? Is there some kind of deal that somebody that buys a bike from you gets? I should ask you this before, but I'm putting you on the spot now. This is all questions you could have asked in the store, right? <laughs> you could, but it's just in general. If anyone's interested in, in this stuff, in general, um, we we stand behind our labor, so we're usually not out there giving away free labor. Um, because right, yeah, our makes part sense. of being in business is running a business, and yep. we have to, to make money to stay there to sell you bikes in the future. Um, but we're always there to like help problem solve. Well, I mean, if, I brought I brought my bike in there and made you do some some stuff. semi free labor. <laughs> I also bought some stuff from you, but you I actually had had to get you to show me how to do some things too. That's okay, and that is no matter which bike shop you're at you're going to find uh, they're there to help you on whatever journey you're on, whether it's just going to the grocery store, getting back in shape, how, learning how to race, all that kind of stuff, or getting back on a bike after years. Uh, all right, number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. I was wondering if you know where a majority of these bicycles are made. Yes, great question. Um, we do get this question quite often. Uh, the main brand we carry, Specialized, the company's based in California. Uh, the majority of their high-end bikes are coming out of Taiwan. Uh, there are also bikes being manufactured in Cambodia, Vietnam, Malaysia, uh, maybe one more. There's very little uh, from our stuff that is coming out of China anymore, other than probably some supplied parts. Uh, other brands we'll have a pretty similar uh, situation. More quick break. We're going to wrap up. What's the wagon wheel trail? Connect La Crescent to lacrosse. Oh, that's right. I uh, Connects La Crescent to lacrosse. Okay, so how do I... Wait, does it just go down the pike then? Parallels the pike for a little bit, and then we'll merge into it just north of Pettibone. Oh, okay. And then what, skip across the Mississippi? Yeah. No, go over the bridge. No, come over one side of the bridge. Um, all right, so that's Rob Young. He's the owner of Cooley Bicycle Company on Main Street in Alaska. If you want to go test drive a e-bike like I did today or a couple e-bikes, uh, go do that. Talk about trucks. Talk about trucks. Talk about fire trucks going through neighborhoods or semi-trucks going through King Street. Uh, we had a texter say it was really tough for him to drive his semi through what, what might have been King Street or a, a place where there's traffic circles, um, which is also kind of the point. We don't want semi-trucks. But I guess if somebody's moving and has to get a semi-truck down there, then they that's what they got to do. Go a little slower. Yeah, <laughs> and just go right over those. But all right, man, well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks hey, a lot. Thanks, Rick.